If you love the Black Married and Dead Free podcast, if you get any joy, if we've ever done anything for you, do us a huge favor and go and give us a five-star review on this podcast. Leave us a comment if you like, but that helps our viewership ranking. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to welcome you to another Black, Married, and Debt Free podcast episode. Shira, how is your day going thus far? It's going good, you know. All my work grind, taking an early lunch. Hanging out with you, it's going good. How about yourself? It's going great. It's going great. Um, like you said, kind of just getting the day started. Uh, we on the West Coast, so, you know, uh, our day starts a little later than most uh, on the East and down South. But, you know, enjoying the day and ready to get into another episode, man. I'm excited. Yes, me too. And we have such an interesting topic um, to discuss. Um <laughs> I found an article, shared it with Marcus, and I was just like, this is really blowing my mind. We need to bring it to our listeners. And so, um, yeah, so this article is from grow.acorns.com, and it's actually about a survey that was released um, by Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies. And in this particular survey, they found that 50% of millennials think they need $300,000 or less to retire in comfort. Ooh. I was like, $300,000? It just doesn't yeah. seem like very much. Yeah, we're going to talk about this, Shire, because I, I see this a lot. And I was a victim of this. People don't know how much they need to save for retirement. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we really know. We, we see numbers thrown out right by just watching the news this person's a billionaire and that person has x amount of billions and this person's a millionaire and we just we start to lose the concept of reality around money like how just how much money is needed because we see people with these inflated numbers and we just what i'm saying is it just fogs up the reality of how much money you need you know what i mean um, if that makes sense, and and I fell victim to that when you just think, oh, you know, a hundred thousand dollars will just be. I mean, if you if we surveyed the average person, uh, probably not any of our listeners who are, you know, a little bit more well versed in finance, but just your average person on the street, how much you think you need to retire? Uh, you know, this wouldn't surprise me that uh, so many people, you know, would probably say a number that is much less than they truly need. So. Yeah, I definitely think that the idea of money and how much you actually need can certainly cause brain fog in yes, a lot of people. I think fog. that um, one of the things that I found surprising was the different uh, perspectives based on generations. So, like, yes. um, 
looking at the baby boomers, they thought that they would need 750,000. Looking at Gen Z, they thought that they would need 500,000. And then here's the millennials saying that they need 300,000. And then you have, um, yeah. So it was just that they were, they have underestimated what they will need. Yeah. I think that is a point that we're trying to drive home that anyone who is a millennial who thinks that they only need $300,000 a year to retire on. You're maybe, dead wrong. Maybe dead wrong, right? And they're grossly, I'm saying this again, you're grossly underestimating what you need in retirement. Yeah, I mean, this episode is about kind of splashing, throwing the cold water on many people's face to kind of wake them up to let them know exactly what retirement and the and the work that needs to go into retirement really looks like because i think for many of us even those of us who are where we need to be uh and know i think some of us get caught up in the debt payoff thing i know this was me shire speaking personally that you kind of still lose focus on retirement you come out of the paying off your debt and you were really in that grind and then you come out of it and you're like you don't really know until you do research how much okay now how much do i need to retire now like that's a whole nother uh goal so bashar just take a couple steps back because this is uh something we want to clarify millennials the age group just so you know where you're at we, we named off all these different generations let's give them the uh the year so millennials anyone born from 1981 to 1996 right so you're 40 yes or you're you know if you're at the uh the beginning of that so so 40 to oh lord oh 40 to 25 25 okay <laughs> then we have gen x anyone born because we referenced that earlier anyone born from 1965 to 1980 yes and gen z which is after the millennial age is anyone from 1997 to 2012 so i did not say you didn't what reference the, gen z I didn't reference Gen Z, but they were the same as Gen X. They um, estimated that they would need the same amount. So they they did pretty good. They did pretty good. They did better than the millennials, which is um, kind of interesting. What is it about? What do you think? Let's pause there, Shai. What do you think it is about millennials that are just kind of like, we kind of like don't have a great perception of what's needed in retirement. Do you think that there's... We've been through so much. Yeah. You know, I really empathize with millennials because as I know I've said before we kind of got this bad rap early on that um, our parents told us that we were special and then when we got to the workplace you know we weren't the hardest workers um, which actually isn't true there was another another survey that found that millennials are least likely to take vacation time Wow! Wow. (laughs) Um, but anyway um, so yeah so we kind of got that bad Rap, and then you know we've gone through two recessions. Mm-hmm. Um, not all millennials, but a lot of millennials have student loan debt. Yeah, and yeah. so you know when I was going through college, people would say, "Just get a degree in anything, mm-hmm. and you'll get a good job." Doesn't even matter what it is. That was a narrative too. Yeah, that was yeah. a narrative. And now you get the degree, and then people say, "What do you get your degree in?" Oh, that wasn't very smart. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, hold up, hold up. Y'all would, y'all would, exactly. You were not saying that at first. So, um, we've had it, uh, difficult. A lot of, you know, overall, I know a lot of millennials are doing well. 
but we've we've survived a lot okay and so um going through those experiences i think impacted folks differently um and i think that now a lot of millennials are saying i need to get more serious about my finances i'm going into my 30s i'm heading into my 40s um but we can clearly see that there is a disconnect between i guess financial education levels Um, But one of the things that this article pointed out that was interesting is um, the survey asked how they came up with their retirement number. Yes. And a lot of people actually admitted to guessing. (laughs) Yes. It's a funny story, y'all. So for me, after we paid off our debt, you know, my whole goal was like, all right, let's invest to get to a million dollars. Right. And, and and I want you guys to really just just do some do do a, do this exercise with me. So close your eyes, right? First of all, not if realize, you're driving. Not if you're driving, <laughs> but realize that one million dollars is a hundred thousand dollars ten times, right? And close your eyes for a sec. Think of how much you have in your bank right now. Think of how much you have in your investments right now. Now think about how far you have to go to get to a million dollars that's all i was thinking at that time like man a million dollars is like a it's a long ways away right because we pay off our debt we're at zero all right time to go right and uh i thought a million dollars that that should be plenty it wasn't it's not for two two people you know it's it's just not and i think a lot of times we're guessing we're guessing we're 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 saying okay well this number feels right Three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, a million dollars. One, some, some for some people, one point five. That feels right. But we want to encourage you to f- do the numbers, calculate it. So, Shire, let's let's talk about how to get a good number uh, per this article. Um, yeah. So, okay. So we'll talk about per the article, and I think that we can definitely add some sprinkles onto it. Yes. Um. One of the things that they point out is that a lot of people will need about 75% of their pre-retirement income in retirement. So that really illustrates the need to know how much money you'll need on a month-to-month basis Mm -hmm. or an annual basis. So, you know, if you are retired, maybe your kids are grown and out of the house. If you're lucky, you know, they've been able to get on their feet and uh, maybe you don't have to be a support to them as you were when they were young. Um, maybe you're able to go into retirement with a paid off home or maybe you have a house payment. So it's really being able to calculate um, what you foresee your expenses being. Right. And once you know that number, that will take you a step closer to figuring out um, how much you'll need in retirement so they give an example in the article and it says um, I'm just gonna read it verbatim it says the median millennial who's age 32 earning the median US household income of sixty eight thousand seven hundred three dollars would need to save 1.8 million in order to retire on three quarters of their income at age 67 so the part that I'm not sure of and I would actually need to do the math on, and I haven't mm-hmm. done it, mm-hmm. is to see if they're using like the 4% rule or if they are um, intending to spend 
that 1.8 million down, down to, to zero. zero. So yeah. I mean, we could definitely figure that out. And I mean, you can also on your end, but I think the key here is to really start thinking about what your expenses will be in retirement and the type of lifestyle that you want to actually have while you're in retirement. I know there's a segment, um, I'm not sure what network does it, but it talks about people that have retired early or people that have done like really cool things with their their income. And one couple had, you know, they retired on less than a million dollars, yeah. but they decided to sell their home, move into a mobile vehicle and live in a rural area with like no neighbors. So their expenses were extremely low each month. And as far as lifestyle, they decided to have a pretty simple lifestyle. So you have to think about, you know, what type of lifestyle do you want? Do you want your latter years to be filled with travel? Well, travel will cost money. You know, are you (laughs) going to have a mortgage going into retirement? Well, that's a fixed expense, thankfully. Right. Um, But that's probably going to be one of your biggest expenses. How much uh, will your employer cover for your health insurance? Mm -hmm. So that's something to think about. And right now, if you're a millennial, you want to take advantage of um, opportunities that your employer might have to begin to learn about your retirement um, and how to plan for it. Some folks will um, connect you to a financial advisor or uh, the brokerage that manages your employer's um, account, you would have access to someone in there. And so that is extremely helpful. And I try to do that on an annual basis to make sure that I'm on track with my retirement goals. Yes. Yeah, and, and I, I want to say while you were talking, I was doing some research. I want to say that that number was based on someone depleting their money down to zero because 4% of 1.8 million is 72,000 a year. Uh, and, you know, if you're making based on that calculation, that example, the person was making sixty eight thousand and they were trying to get seventy five percent of that as their annual. OK, so if they were doing a four percent rule, they'd be making a little bit more more. OK. And then the other thing that folks do not think about is the impact of taxes, Ooh. because um, you can have, you know, one million dollars saved for your retirement. But if it's in a pre-tax account, so say if it's in a 401k, then guess what? You have to pay income taxes on that. Yeah. So it's not, there's, there's so many factors that, you know, you want to consider, but clearly it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Right. And the sooner you start working towards your goal, the better. Yeah. Sure. Well, let's, 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 let's help people out because we have uh, people listening to this of all age groups. Right. I do want to circle back to something that you said earlier about paying off debt and um, how it impacts your retirement. Mm -hmm. Um, As many of you know, I mean, we paid off six figure debt Mm -hmm. um, in 2017. But one of the things that we like to point out to people is that we were able to pay off that debt relatively quickly So it took us about two and a half years. But if it would have taken us 10 years to pay off our debt or 15 years to pay off our debt, there's no way in the world 
that I would have put my retirement contributions on hold for a decade. Right. Shoot, if it was three or four years, I don't think that would have been very smart. Yeah. So it really depends on your age. Yeah. Like if you're in your, you know, your young 20s. Um, but I, I want people to be cautious um, and really make an informed decision if they do decide to focus on their debt first and then focus on retirement because when you start to invest there's something called compound interest and you can't go back and make up for those years that you missed in the market so I know it feels good it looks great on an Instagram post to say that I'm debt free but you know you have to think about the future not just right now not just the Instagram post and the like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have to think long term. Um, oh, go ahead. Sure. No, I love what you're saying. And let's keep it a thousand with the people. I mean, we, what that did for us, one was not l- clicking in our mind fast enough to pay off our debt, but then also not re uh, not investing while paying off debt while it was a, for a short period of time. What that did was that got us a late start. Yes. And what we're doing now is we're making up, we're trying to make up for that lost time. Right. And while we have a lot more income to do that, we often lament just how much we have to put in the market. You know what I mean? It would be really nice to have some of that as spendable money, right? (laughs) It's awesome that we have the luxury of putting it and investing it. But it also kind of like, man, I it wish, hurts. It hurts a little bit. It hurts. It it literally hurts. Yeah. And I have to remind myself that I'm not as broke as I think I am. Exactly. Because my a lot of my income is going, you know, to these investment accounts. Yes. Because you do feel it, and I think that what we're about to go through in a moment really highlights the fact that the sooner you start, the better. Yep. So let's do it, Shire. Um, this is a this is to help folks in their twenties, thirties, forties. I think we go up to their fifties that are looking to save a million dollars. Now, a mil- you may need it's a highly probable you'll need more than a million, but there's some folks that just maybe need to be around that. We chose a million because it's a nice round number, right? Right, right. And if you can keep your expenses low, I mean, there are people that have done it. So yes, so. We're going to show you exactly how much you need to uh, put away and invest each month in each generation. 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. So let's, let's, yeah, each decade. (laughs) So let's do it here. Shara, would you like to start us off? Yeah. So um, so we'll start off at age 20. I don't know if we have very many 20-year-old listeners, but if you're listening, shout out hey, to y'all. shout out to you. Appreciate you. Hey, y'all. enjoy your 20s. Okay. So a 20-year-old who plans to retire at age 65, this is how much they would need to save each month um, to reach a million dollars. So if their starting balance is zero, their monthly contribution uh, would need to be $190. And we're... We're making an annual return assumption of 8%. Yes. Of course, it could be lower. It could be higher. Um, but just for these examples, we've just selected 8%. And so um, if they save $190 from age 20 to age 65, um, they will be at $1,002,163. Man, if y'all could do 190 a month starting now, 
Shire, how beautiful would it be for us to just be putting away 190 a month? Oh my goodness! <laughs> but I'm gonna be honest with you. At 20 years old, 190 dollars was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. It felt like whoa, you yeah. know, that's that's a lot of money, but yeah, but and, it's a lot less than if you ate. Yep. And Shire, let's do this now because we get this all the time. If I look at the and we're reading off an Instagram post uh, that we posted a few weeks ago. If I go through the comments, I'm sure I'll see it there. But let's just, just address it now. How are we getting that eight percent? Because you know, people are like, "How? Where? Where do I go? Where do eight percent? Yeah, so is this that eight, possible? Right. So this eight percent is if you are investing um, in the market in an investment account. I guess it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what vehicle. Yeah. But we we highlight index funds, uh, ETFs also. But me and Shire highlight index funds as our main market investment. Um, and you can do that through a, any vehicle, Roth IRA, uh, your 401k, 401k or just 403b, 457. There you go. Um, but it, but this, this is just the return on your investment. Yes. And we're not saying that this is the location where you need to invest right. the money. Right. It's just wherever you're investing it. If you get an 8% return, yes, this is how it's going to look for you and then the other thing to point out is that from age 20 to 65 that's a 45 year period so most of us don't have 45 years so let's go to age 30 yes, and let's see do that. okay so a 30 year old who plans to retire at age 65 um, if their starting balance is zero and their monthly contribution is 436 dollars then when they retire at age 65 they would have $1,132. Again, this example assumes an 8% return. Mm -hmm. Could be higher, could be lower. Um, that's just what we selected for this example. So you, if you look here, this is a 35-year uh, time span. Mm -hmm. And so if you save for 35 years, $436, it'll get you to $1 million. And that person, I want you guys to see, this 30-year-old person is saving almost $300 more. Yeah. You know, $200 more than the 20-year-old because they started later. So that's that's something to consider. Okay, Next. so now we're moving on to the 40s. So a 40-year-old who plans to retire at age 65, um, if they have a starting balance of zero and their monthly contribution is $1,052, um, by age 65, they will have $1,479. So again, this is a 25-year um, period of time. Mm -hmm. And the contribution has definitely gone up. Significantly. Yes. <laughs> so, yep. Now we're going to 50. So the 50-year-old is clearly in crunch time. Um, a lot of articles and studies have shown that people who are nearing retirement age are not really prepared for retirement. So at age 50, you are really um, playing catch up and doing, you know, the best that you can if you plan to work until 65. So this is a 15 year period. So say you're not 50, you're younger than 50, but you want to retire with a million dollars you know, in 15 years. And you also want to put pay close attention to this example. Mm -hmm. So the starting balance is zero. The monthly contribution is 
$890. Um, so after that 15 year window, this individual would have one thousand, excuse me, one million fifty dollars. Right. So some people will say, well, I want to achieve fire. You know, I don't want to work for 20 or 30 years. How um, how can I reach a million quickly? And so this one considers a 15 year period. Yeah. And and Shire, I want to highlight. I, I'm trying to remember who said this, but someone I watch said that retirement is less about the the age and more about the number oh so, i know who said that we all know who said that who said that Shar? the person that was part of dave ramsey who's no longer employed there oh okay well yeah i, I didn't even <laughs> think about him but yeah yeah well, well, he, I, probably, I mean, he probably said it too i think he said it you know it's <laughs> not an it's not an um it's not an age it's the number yes that's what yes. he would say and that's true yeah that's definitely true and when you know your number, it really becomes freeing. Yes. You're not walking with a blindfold um, through your finances. Right. It's like, okay, what do I think my expenses will be? How much will I need? And honestly, there are a lot of online um, calculators that can help you with this. So not only can some folks tap into their employer, um, uh, what do they call them? Um, advisor. A financial advisor through their employer. Yep. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Um, not only can you do that, but you can take it into your own hands, go online, do some research, and do investment calculators yeah. or retirement calculators and run different um, simulations. They also have fire calculators for those folks that want to um, retire early. So definitely... Uh, we want to encourage millennials not to guess because right. that's what a lot of I'm folks are doing. Not. It's not just millennials, okay? Um, but, you know, but don't guess, but feel empowered like, okay, there are tools. There are resources. Let me see what I need. And if and say you're not saving enough, then work your way up to it. You yes. know what I'm saying? So if you get, you know, a 3% raise at work, you know, maybe you'll increase your contributions by 1%. Mm-hmm two percent or just go all the way and give all three you know so it could be something that you work up to over time um yeah and i just want to say like this podcast is it should be an awakening to some because the reality is is many of us have been putting this off we don't want to address it we just think like we'll just keep working you know but the reality is, is there's going to come a time when you're going to tr- get out of bed to go to work and your body's going to look at you and say, nope, not today, not today. I'm not doing it. You know, so you have to be prepared for when that day comes to just think you're just going to close your eyes and just continue to work. It's it's just you're not being honest with yourself, you know, so this is going you this is going to have to be addressed at some point. So what we're trying to do is kind of like I said earlier, throw that water in your face and wake you up and help you say all right cool i gotta get focused on this you know this is something that i gotta i gotta start paying attention to you know stop guessing right and you know honestly like even if you're listening and say you're on track like it's a high probability that you have friends or you have family members that you know are not investing um you know that they're not you know doing some of the things that that you're doing Mm -hmm. and 
I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do about it, but it's just the reality that not everyone is thinking about their finances, Yes. you know, and a lot of times we want to live in the moment. We want to be able to take trips now. We want to be able to, to buy the things that we want. You know, we want, we want prime ringing our doorbell once a week, you know, but at the end of the day, we do want to take steps to reach financial independence so that work becomes an option like if you want to keep working by all means we were watching the news last night and there was a nurse who worked to the age of 98 i mean can you imagine being a nurse until age 98 um and oh and she still has her driver's license you know so for some people you might choose to work but it's wonderful to be able to have it as an option yeah I think I'll be a better worker if it was optional. <laughs> right. Like the fact that you're telling me to do this, I got to do this. Like, man, I'm kind of, I ain't feeling that. But. Right. And I, I feel like that's like a whole nother podcast, like right. your mindset towards work, yeah. you know. And one thing that I like to share is that, you know, I go to work, but I know that I'm investing um, you know, the first hour or two into my investment account. Like I'm at work. Of course, they're getting 100 percent, but I'm working those hours for me. Yeah, I'm going to work, but I'm showing up for me. Yeah. This is going to be for my benefit. You're not just you're not sucking in the gears out of me. I'm I'm doing something good with the income. And so that brings that that helps. Yes, it, it helps to know that. Absolutely. Shire. And then this has been great. Um, while we're here you know what else helps you can help uh, <laughs> if you want to become a supporter of this podcast if you enjoy this podcast at all at all if you've listened to us uh for any length of time uh and you want to support us man you want to keep this thing going you can do so by clicking the support link the support anchor link in the description below uh, you can also uh if that's too much to ask we, we understand but you know what's absolutely free that's rating this podcast five stars and leaving a review on apple Podcasts. because if you do that we'll become more visible to the general public and uh, we really would appreciate that so do us a huge favor do that also uh if you like to you know check out any of our affiliates we have uh in the link below we would appreciate that we have black owned apparel you know and we have uh, our master class so we, we, we got stuff for you you know we got stuff for you and we hope that you appreciate the podcast and we enjoy doing it right Char? right and we appreciate you yes like the support do. man the listeners you all keep us going every single week yep. like we see you we have a few folks that support us on patreon and we really appreciate you you keep us going so yeah Appreciate y'all, man. Uh, Shire, I have nothing And else. the women, too. Yes, you know, I'm sorry. That just gets under my skin. I say guys a lot, y'all. A, like a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah. The guys, for me, is just a generic, like, people. But, you know, mm. I, I, I'll try. I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. That's all I have, Shire. Anything else? Yeah, this has been a good one. Yep. So, till next time, this is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife. Shira. And we're going to holler at y'all later. Bye. Peace.